Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Time, Tom. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome to the five count. Here it is. Hey, here we are. Tons, well, Tons here, and I'm just, you know, along for the ride. We're both here, we're both present, and we're ready to rock. I'm so ready to rock, Ton, I can't even begin to tell you how much rocking I'm ready to do. The thing is, how much more can we rock from last week? Uh, well, it's uh, my goal to rock at least as much, or maybe slightly less, I'll allow that, but um, not too much less. All right. Because uh, we have a high bar we've set here over a the past 38 bar. years. High, high bar. Making great radio. Wow. Well, you know, Ton, uh, speaking of great radio, you're the connoisseur, the man who makes it, the man who created it, really. Yeah. So you're going to really enjoy tonight's program. I am going to enjoy it. Let me tell you what's happening, Ton, if you don't mind me saying. I don't um, mind. Big doings. Big doings tonight. What's happening? Well, remember last week when we had some big doings? Yes. We got even bigger doings No tonight. way. That's not even possible. Let me let me just preface it, okay? Okay. This week, I believe uh, May 24th, 1986, 35 years ago, the release date for an album by a band called ACDC... The album's name, Who Made Who? Dude, yes! There's more. Oh! (laughs) The aforementioned ACDC album, Who Made Who, released 35 years ago this week, was, in fact, the soundtrack to a film which was also released 35 years ago this year. That film is called Maximum Overdrive. Yes, dude! Yes, it is! But there's more. Oh, man! Helping us celebrate these two momentous anniversaries tonight, an exclusive interview with our best friend, comedian and actor, Pat Miller, a.k.a. Joey from Maximum Overdrive. Yes! Todd, you're going to get us into a lot of trouble, man. This is awesome. It's happening tonight. This is really amazing. This is definitely the greatest show that's happened this week. That is true. I mean, not just here, but probably on this station and probably in the universe. Just anywhere. 
So we've got a lot of stuff happening, as I mentioned. Who made who? Maximum Overdrive. Pat Miller from Maximum Overdrive. Ton. Yes. I mean, that's enough to probably just call it a day right there. It really is. You should call it a day as soon as you listen to this show. This is amazing. This is going to be a rocking show. It really is going to be something special. Ton, I can't think of too many more people I'd rather spend uh, this series of anniversaries with than you. Me neither, pal. Me neither. Hey, we've got a five-count hotline number that people are just ringing up and leaving messages, and Ton's phone bill is skyrocketing, but he's going to take care of it because his mom left him some money and a trust fund, and specifically for occasions such as this. It's going to be just fine. 507-519-2030. That's the five-count hotline. 507-519-2030. 2030. You can call that number. You can leave us a message. If you're calling right now, we might, in fact, pick it up. And by right now, I mean on Wednesday before Saturday or any Wednesday at around like 7 o'clock or 730. (laughs) You know, just call us. That would be quite the feat. By right now, he means three days ago. Yeah. Can you do it? Can you pull it off? You'd be an ultra mega super fan if you were able to call the show three days ago right now if it's actually saturday night and you are listening to this program please just make a little calendar like and an invite an event an event that's the thing I'm, that's the word i'm looking a zoom for. meeting make a calendar event in your little cell phone there for next wednesday the next coming wednesday for like 7 30 and say call the five count hotline 507-519-2030 and then you- call us up and then we'll answer, and then we'll say, yeah. hey, dude, what's happening? Theoretically, you could call anytime you want. Yeah, just, just leave, leave a mes- message. We've got a message, I think, coming up later from Jerry Sun Sunbrow. Sunscreen. Sun, sunny Man. Toucan Sam. Good guy. Do I sound uh, better than I usually do? Dude, you sound so good. Okay. Is it's it my haircut? Good. Oh, yeah. It's the haircut for sure, dude. Ton, I gave myself a haircut. It looks amazing. Because... Are you sure that's not professional? Uh, well, I'm a professional now because I've, I've cut hair now yeah. for a living. For a living? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm starting small, but I'm going to work my way up to get my own salon. So you paid yourself for that haircut is what you're saying? Well, I bought the equipment. Wow. It's pretty much paid for itself already. Wow. Plus, I'm just tired of the small talk at you're the salon. You know what I mean? You ever I, have that issue? No, I love the small talk. I hate it. I hate people is the problem. I love it. I go in there and I talk to a woman and she like massages my head and usually she's like doing that thing with her with her fingernails up the back of my neck and you know like playing with my hair and talking to me and how's your day and what's uh, and I love it. Well, see you have hair. For me as a bald man, yeah. When you go in there and mm-hmm. a haircut runs you, what, 15 bucks or more north of? I always tip at least five bucks. Well, see, I am in the barber chair for roughly three minutes. Yeah. And then it's like, if you do the math, you're making like 700 bucks an hour cutting bald guy's hair. That's true. And then I got to sit there and you're like, hey, so where do you go to school? Like, go to school? <laughs> go I'm to school. middle-aged. I'm, I'm your dad's age. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, oh, got any plans God. this weekend? Oh, where are you working? Like, shouldn't you be concentrating on my hair? Wow. Like, mind your business. Wow. Like, 
stick to the task at hand. But they want to get to know you, Dust. They're professionals. They can talk and cut at the same time. You ever wonder why I look so stupid all the time? It's because of the chatty hair people who aren't oh, paying geez. attention to their Come work. They're on. busy jabbering and then cutting my hair all stupid Come looking. On. Well, it's because they're having to come up with more and more questions. Normally, they ask a person, and then they talk about themselves, and then they concentrate on the cut while you talk about yourself. That's how it works. Just cut my hair. They don't ask me all that stuff. Not paying for friendship. I don't need friends. I'm friends with Ton. What could you possibly offer me? I'm already friends with Ton. (laughs) Just cut my hair. (laughs) Wow. Wow. But otherwise, it's good. Well, I'm sorry that you've had that experience. It's fine, Ton, because now I can just cut. I shave my own head in the backyard. You know what you need to do? The heck with it. Instead of spending the money on the barber or the, the hairdresser lady, start getting massages. You don't have to talk at all when you get a massage. Sounds uh, a bit too ticklish for and me. They touch you a lot. That's what I'm doing. I'm switching to massage. I'm still going to get the haircuts, but then get massages also. Is there a place that does both? I don't, dude, dude. Would you please, when you come up with brilliant, genius ideas such as this, please don't just spout them out like nothing, like all willy-nilly. Can we get both? Maybe, <laughs> of course, some I'm rich guy is going to get in on the action right now. Ton, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't even realize because so many great ideas just come flooding out. I don't realize that, A, they're million-dollar ideas yes. and that they've been blurted out. Possibly billion-dollar ideas. They just come to me so fast. It's like... Well, get a filter going or Whatever. something, dude. I'll just come up with five more great ideas. Just run all of them through me first, okay? I'll, I'll just make $500 million ideas right now. I'll make a yes. whole bunch of them, and I'll be super rich. Who cares? Exactly. But just run them through me first. Okay. Well, luckily for you, Ton, no one listens to this show, so nobody heard that. Brilliant. Just kidding, Ton. Everyone listens to this show because we've got an exclusive interview with Pat Miller from Maximum Overdrive, and uh, Ton's... Planning on shaking you all night long. It's going to be awesome. Let's play a side A of who made who. I love this idea. And then we'll come back and we'll find out who made who. Ain't nobody told you, Ton? Nobody's told me. It's a line from a song. I love it.
Hey, good day. This is Phil Rudd. You listen to the five count. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you.
Hi, this is Phil Susan. You know me from Ozzy Osbourne, from Billy Idol, Vince Neil, but now last in line. And you're listening to the Five Count.
What the hell's that? Fire us up here. And we're back. Oh, yeah. And I'm back. Hey, what, what, Whoa. What's, what's going on here? Nikki, you just slid in there like nothing. I didn't even know you were on the phone. What happened? I'm sneaky like that. Wow. Good sneaky. for you. You got to watch out for me. Hey, Sneaky Caller 1, thanks for joining the five count. We're back. Sneaky Nikki. <laughs> right on. Hello, That's what hello. Sneaky Nikki. Hello. How's it going? Did you know there's a tornado around here? I had no idea. Like over in Wasika or something. In Wasika, that makes sense. Is that a real place? I've heard of it. <laughs> are, are you in the basement? I was listening to, I was listening to a show yesterday from like 2006, and there were some guys from Wasika trying to invite you, Dustin, to a kegger out there. Or no, was yeah. it Ophelia? Maybe. Hey, I've been to plenty of kegger in my day. That happened a lot back then. <laughs> I just came from a kegger. It's like hey. Oh. Just hang on, guys. I got to go do this thing real quick, and I'll yeah. be back. Okay. Keep it tapped for me. That's D- what they say right. at keggers, don't they? He's not letting you in on a little secret. Dusty's very much shaped like a keg, so he just, oh. he just calls himself a kegger pretty much all the time. Oh, what were we talking about? What? Keggers dust. Dudes drinking around a keg. Nikki, did you used to do that like in the 80s? Oh, yeah, and I drove through uh, many farm fields, too, <laughs> with my parents' little citation. It just they had a lot of corn stalks underneath it when I would come home. <laughs> yeah, dude. It seemed like in the 80s, there was just, like, just, it, I don't remember them being called keggers, but it was always, like, you get together and somebody obviously has a keg. You just get a keg. There's, like, kegs out in the woods, or you're, like, camping, and there's a keg there. It was all the time. Yep. Or party balls. Party balls were a Thank big you. thing back then, Yes. <laughs> Always a party. There wasn't a lot of alcohol in them. They weren't. They didn't quite uh, make it as long as a keg did. No. But <laughs> no. they were fun, I guess. I have yeah. a confession to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never drank a beer or been at a kegger or had a friend. What do you mean? You got me, oh. Dust. So this actually none of that stuff I was saying before was true. I'm, I'm your friend. Nikki's your friend. You got a lot of friends. I got two. Yeah, that's more than I thought. See. Thank you so much. And the beer part, it's like, who cares? It's fine. You're still welcome to come to the kegger. Hey, is the kegger sure. in your basement? Because I heard there was a tornado around Wasika. My basement? Well, yeah, are you, you in the basement? In basement? Are you hiding from a tornado? <laughs> no, I think it's far enough away. Listen, Dusty said something about your husband possibly calling us and telling us stories, and then he said something about he's chickening out, to which I said, what a wuss. <laughs> and I said, I don't understand the concept of chickening out. What the <laughs> hell does that mean? And then he's I told nervous him. nervous to talk on the phone. Just get the guy on the phone, would you? That ya? happens. Well, you're on the other end, Tom. It's understandable. Oh, come on now. 
I'm nervous too, and I've known you for 40 years. Dude, he has <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne stories? Is this true? Is this real? Has he seen him live? Does he have stories from the 80s? Uh, oh my gosh. He's got so many stories. There was a story he wanted to tell you about Triumph when you guys were interviewing that guy from Triumph on that one episode well, last year sometime. Dude, he can still tell us the story. My uncle's got know, stories I, like that. <laughs> Your uncle was in Triumph? Yeah. No, my uncles what? tell me stories. No, he wasn't. <laughs> my uncles <laughs> tell me a lot of stories, though, about seeing the bands back in the day, in the 80s. And it's just, uh, yeah, things got, like, real crazy and out of control back then. Hey, if you're related to Tom, that's a triumph in itself. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, Ton, I was wondering, on, on these nice, humid days like this, how does your hair hold up? Oh, so good. Did you see the picture that he just posted on Twitter? It's amazing. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was from today? Yeah, just now. Oh. You yeah. put it on Twitter it. just now. Well, Wednesday night, actually, if you're hearing this on Saturday, which is most of you, except for Caller One, because they're one of our associate producers on Patreon. So they can hear shows from 16 years ago that you may have missed the first time around. My hair is not really that long, so it's not that big of a deal. Should I grow it out, oh. Nikki, or what? Should I grow it out, like, long and just be free? Sure. Get, like, 80s hair, you know, with the... Get a perm and um, hairspray and, you know, rat it all up good. And... If you're not near a computer to see the picture we're talking about, Ton basically looks like a much muscular or Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how possible that is. So, <laughs> With a cleaner mouth? <laughs> uh, a cleaner mouth, about an inch shorter, but about uh, half a foot wider wow. in the shoulder department. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, good for a good that you clarified that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> just, just painting a mental picture. It's the magic of radio. That's serious. So I was Theater totally on, I was totally on board until you said perm, which I'm not against perms, but perms on dudes, I'm not so sure. I'm talking like get a permanent. I need to go a little bit more like 70s, like long flowing locks and just like free in the world, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, all of my person yeah. very free. Yeah. So you can have your comb and brush it back. Yeah, I need you more. You can feather freedom. it back. Yes. There you go. Feather it. Ton looks like feather. Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> That's what I like oh, to work geez. on, yeah. Like you just stepped out of a painting or possibly a tiger beat centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Let's work on that. Well, I'm, when, when we're done, I'm totally hanging up and going to um, look at find that picture. Find the Twitter. All right, don't tell your husband. I, yeah, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Dude, tell your husband to call in. What the heck? Is he there? Just put him on the phone. Just put speakerphone or something. What's his name? Honestly. Can we call him? Honestly, he's in the shower right now, actually. <laughs> oh, jeez. He, like, went full hide mode. He did. <laughs> no, no, I just remembered I got to wash my uh, my hair and my armpits, and I'll see you in it later. Oh. Yeah, he, he blew it. Calling the five count. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he blew it. <laughs> Man. Well, he does have a shirt out, so I'm sure there'll be a picture up on your page anyway. Nice. And I don't have an ACDC story. I wish I did. I was going to call him, but I don't have any. I've never seen him. Hey, I got a story for you, caller one. It's the 35th what? anniversary of Who Made Who. Yeah. 
That's actually my favorite ACDC song is Who May Who. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. You, yep. will, you will be in luck. Let me tell you a, a little day. story. I've got a, a just an absolutely beautiful little girl named Sophia. She's four years old. And I drive mm-hmm. her down to daycare every morning. And she demands rock and roll music every morning. It doesn't matter what I'm playing. She demands, Daddy, rock and roll music. And she is never satisfied until I put on ACDC. And then she's like, yes, Daddy, this is rock and roll music. Really? Yes, that is my ACDC story for the day. Does she have an ACDC shirt? She doesn't, no. I should get her one. She wears mostly When's her birthday? <laughs> mostly pink. It's in February. It's over with, but it doesn't oh. matter. I'll just buy her one anyway. It's fine. It's a pretty macho story. They probably story. have a pink ACDC shirt. If I could find a pink one, she'd love it. That would be adorable. There was a there was a younger girl at daycare wearing a Metallica shirt the other day, and I tried to point <laughs> it out like, "Look at Honey Pie." It was like a black Injustice for All Metallica shirt, and I was like, "She's wearing a rock and roll shirt." You want to wear one? No, I like my... She likes cars and Toy Story and stuff. She likes you got a little tomboy on your hands or what? No, but I mean, I don't, it's no. hard to tell. It doesn't... I mean, I don't really put those labels on her, you know? It's whatever. Yeah. She likes to wear pink and she likes cutesy things and, you know, unicorns and all that stuff. But then she also, oh, like, yeah. last weekend she helped me change, uh, change oil in my motorcycle and in hers. So, you know, she says she wants well, to help me change that's life the, skills. <laughs> yeah, change oil in the car this weekend. So, I mean, you know, John, <laughs> did I you wish... ever change a tire? <laughs> have I or did she? No, have her change a oh, tire. I could have her change it. Currently, though, it's a little. She's a little small, so the twenty-inch yeah. wheels on my car is probably almost like a little too big for her to handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. I wish you were my dad. <clears throat> well, I can be. <laughs> I was talking to caller one. Pick that up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up on a farm with two uncles that, oh my gosh, they brought me on their dirt bikes constantly. Yeah. Like, I played in the grove with them. I mean, I was all around boy. And my two aunts that had that, you know, they lived there too. They were jealous because they wanted me to play with their Barbies and stuff, and I wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, let me go play with the pigs, but they wouldn't let me play with the pigs because they told me they would eat me if I went in the pen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with her. I think it'll be more definitive as she gets older. Right now, I don't, I don't like to... So when we were growing up, Nikki, it was like... People people recognize that stuff and then said that stuff and I'm and I'm a little bit of a believer in you live into what people talk to you and treat you as and call you whatever sort of thing like yeah no if, I can see that yeah if from a little kid you're already told you're a tomboy and you're this and that and you like boy stuff then you're just gonna keep going that way and I just kind of like let it ride you know what I'm saying it doesn't matter if you want to wear a pink shirt and glitter shoes and still change the oil and whatever. I'm cool with that. I'll play babies with yep. you and I'll ride motorcycle with you. It's fine. You know, yep. it's fine. Sounds I'm good to me. You're my dad. It kind of sounds like me, actually. <laughs> I like to wear pink and I like to get 
30s too so yeah it's all good i wish you guys were my parents we can be <laughs> we can be yeah yeah but nobody wants a son named dustin it's getting close to bedtime yeah. <laughs> let's make sure your teeth are brushed and pick up your clothes <laughs> thank you to Dustin. Hey, well, you know, it makes it easier than, you know, I don't have to forget the name of who I'm yelling at anyway. Yeah. That Instead of easy. running through the list of everybody's names, you know, and just yell Dustin. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's official then. We're making the switch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not sure if, uh, I don't know how much money Ton makes, but I don't know if I can afford to send you to college. Oh, man. I got it under control, Nikki. It's fine. That's all right. I, already, oh, okay. I have a career in public radio. Very oh. lucrative. Very lucrative. <laughs> well, and maybe you could pay us. What? Pay us back? Well, I don't know. Pay labor. rent or I don't know. Just put it on my tab. <laughs> Nikki, I think put we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about this later when Dusty's in bed, okay? We're going to have to talk yep. about this child labor thing. <sighs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks right. for calling. Tell your husband hi for us, and that we we kind of think he's a wuss, but he should definitely call in. <laughs> I will. I'll try and still convince him here. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> have a nice night. Yep. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Time that was my new mom. I know. So excited. (laughs) It's going to be great. Hey, we've got an exclusive interview with Pat Miller. Awesome. Joey from Maximum Overdrive. Guess what else he was in? Raw Deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Raw Deal? I love that movie. I know what you do. Wow. He was also in uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Oh, wow. I like that movie, too. That's That's a strange movie, but I like it. Well, let's hear all about it, shall we? Yes. Pat Miller here on the Five Count. It's the 35th anniversary of Who Made Who and Maximum Overdrive. And uh, Ton. No, way. you're like in your 60s. Never mind. We are joined on the phone today by actor-comedian Pat Miller. He's been a stand-up comedian for a long time. He's also been in films like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Raw Deal and, of course, Maximum Overdrive. It's the 35th anniversary of that film this year. And, uh, Pat, it's uh, great speaking with you. And I want to ask you first, I know you've been doing stand-up for a long time. Uh, Can you tell the listeners a bit about, you know, how that came about and how you got into it? Absolutely. When I was a kid, I was always a night owl. And I would watch The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and I always loved the comedians. And I thought, you know, well, hey, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of something that looks like fun. And, you know, I, I, would, I think I'd like to pursue that and see where it goes. And uh, so basically, I, I did some uh, cabaret shows at college, you know, uh, there lo- locally on campus. And then I branched out to, uh, you know, try to get time at a club opening for, uh, another college guy who was playing guitar and, you know, to fill in time for his breaks or something. And, uh, then right out of college, uh, I just decided I was going to go for it. Of course I had to work a day job, you know, for a while to, you know, support my comedy habit. And then I moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina pretty soon after that and, uh, traveled around for a bit, you know, uh, doing, uh, open mics and work in MC gigs and basically sleeping in my car for a while, you know, paid my dues. And, uh, it, uh, it was, it was something that, uh, 
I never looked back on and never thought, well, you know, why are you doing this? You're not making any money uh, or whatever, you know. You're barely, you know, a bohemian uh, existence, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> but it, it's always something I wanted to do, uh, and I enjoyed it. I did that for probably 25, 26 years. Yeah, that's definitely something that you need to, um, if you're going to do it, you got to kind of have to be in all the way, as you mentioned, uh, even when you have to work, you know, every other hour of the day, it seems, has to be devoted to that. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, you get paid for, you know, as an MC, you get paid for your 15-minute set. You know, as a feature, you get paid for your 30-minute set. And a head, as a headliner, you get paid for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half set. And then... And everybody looks at it and goes, oh, gosh, you're making great money. You don't have to work, you know, an hour, you know, 45 minutes or an hour a night. And then they don't take into consideration the travel time, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the sleeping in the, the sleeping in the, uh, you know, strange beds, you know, hotel beds. And, you know, you get there and then they don't have the room for you because the club forgot to book the room. And uh, it's, it's, it's not all glamour. Uh, as, as Steve Martin so uh, eloquently said, comedy is not pretty. Well, Pat, how did that uh, eventually transition into acting? Did somebody see one of your sets and um, it kind of went from there? How did that work? Um, well, the acting thing uh, sort of uh, went hand in hand because uh, in college I was a theater major. I just had the bug bite me about, you know, wanting to entertain and, you know, be a showman. And, um, so I was at a place in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's no longer there, uh, called the comedy Inn, And, uh, I was there and the guy, uh, who was a B movie producer, uh, saw me on stage and said, Hey, I need you in my movie. And he walked up to me and says, hi, my name's Chuck Eisen and I'm a producer. And I said, yeah, and my name is Mahatma Gandhi, and I'm the Pope. I didn't believe the guy. You know, I thought it was just some <laughs> guy being an idiot. And, uh, yeah, so good thing for me, he took, uh, he took my, uh, my response uh, in, in, in hand. Of course, the guy that I was in, I was played in that movie, was, uh, was sort of a jerk anyway. So uh, it all sort of worked out. And then after that, you know, I was traveling around. You know, I was hanging out in Charlotte, traveling around doing comedy, uh, try to get an agent because, you know, it's hard to get a film without, you know, a legitimate film without an agent and, uh, couldn't get anybody interested in me. But then I got two B movies, um, right out of, right out of the bat without an agent. And then all of a sudden all the agents were going, Hey, we're missing out on 10 to 15% of this guy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I got an agent and auditioned for a couple of, uh, couple of movies. And then I, I landed, uh, the first movie I landed, uh, with an agent was uh, was Maximum Overdrive. Well, yeah, and I want to ask you about that, of course. Thirty um, fifth anniversary here coming up this year, and you know that's uh, quite a story from going from getting approached at a show to eventually winding up in Maximum Overdrive, which you know obviously was a big deal at the time. You know Stephen King directing, and can you talk a little right. bit about um, you know portraying the character of Joey? I know that film is a favorite for so many people. <laughs> You know, it's funny, and I'll get to the I'll get to the question here in just a second. But uh, I wanted to say this: um, it was it was not as big a deal at the time as it has become. It, it's crazy how cult status 
you know, this movie has become. Um, and until about uh, maybe two or three years ago, I had no idea that this thing wasn't just something, you know, laying in the in the bargain basement bin of a, you know, a used uh, uh, CD or DVD store, you know, or Blu-ray store. Um, but as far as, uh, as getting the film, uh, and being portraying Joey, uh, it was, it was sort of, well, he's a Southern guy, which I am. And, uh, the script read like he wasn't, uh, wasn't the, uh, brightest bulb in the pack, you know? And, uh, just sort of a whipping boy for the, uh, for the owner, Mr. Hendershot, who was portrayed by Pat Hingle, who is probably one of the nicest men in the entire motion picture industry, but just, just thought the world of that man, just a great guy. And it was, uh, it was just, it was just very, very good luck for me, actually, that I got that. And it was a very strange audition. The, uh. The, it was an open call, you know, just heard people in, you know, like cattle. And I found out later that, uh, they had already cast the role. And so I read for it and as happened, you know, you just, everybody reads the same little, you know, sides I read for it and, uh, they said, okay, thank you very much. And I walked outside, uh, to get back in the, the car to drive back the six hours to home from where from where we auditioned in Wilmington. And all of a sudden there's this guy comes running out of the studio screaming my name. And I said, right here I am. What's the matter? They want you to come back in and read again. And I said, well, all right, let me go back in there. And I read again. And I thought to myself, you know, this is the weirdest. I've never, I have never had an instantaneous callback. You know, it usually you go, you go when it's called back like at a, couple of days or you know whatever but this time i went back in and just uh i just read it again and i said okay and they said same thing okay thank you very much and i i left so i'm driving back on i-74 or not i-74 highway 74 uh between uh wilmington and charlotte because i-40 wasn't open yet then and I got to thinking, this is the strangest audition I've ever seen. I've never been to an audition like this. This is just odd, so bizarre. I said, and, you know, I didn't pay much attention to anybody else in there because one of the people that were the uh, that were doing the audition uh, was a hot blonde, and, you know, I was 25 years old, and, you know, your your mind tends to think in other directions other than, you know, being having your nose to the grindstone on what you're doing. And... Uh, then I realized that this one guy was in there really weird. I said, man, that guy was strange. That guy was, he was just weird. Oh my God. That guy was Stephen King. <laughs> and I had, he had, he, he had all the things I'd seen him in. He had a full beard and he was shaved, clean shaven in this deal, you know, at this time. So I whipped the car off the side of the road on the highway and I'm driving an, uh, a Ford Escort. Okay. And this big 325 pound guy jumps out of this Ford Escort and I'm running around the car like an insane person because I had just auditioned for Stephen King and it didn't dawn on me till about an hour and a half after the fact. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and in, in fact, they had indeed, or I don't know for a fact, but I had, it was rumored that they had cast the role 
And the guy that they had casted in, uh, had cast in the role was a guy in New York, New York actor. And he ended up in the film, uh, in the, uh, drawbridge scene next to, uh, in the car seated next to Marla Maples. Oh, sure. Who, uh, I don't know if you remember Marla Maples or not. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump's one of Donald Trump's wives. Uh, and the, the, some guy crashes into their windshield and they both scream. And I got, uh, you know, I got the 16 weeks on the movie and he got the cameo. So, that, you know, that, I felt pretty good about life at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the film not being considered a big deal at the time, which I think is, is odd. I mean, considering Stephen King was, you know, directing and you had ACDC on board, you know, it seems like that right. film should have been way bigger when it came out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if I should dish dirt here or not, but uh, the, the production, uh, Dino De Laurentiis uh, was sort of a, a, a tyrant in a way. Uh, and if things didn't go Dino's way, he would just pull stuff. You know, uh, when we were shooting the end of the movie, uh, we didn't have craft services. We, we barely had enough lights to get the, the night scene shot. Uh, it was it was interesting. It was an interesting time. But Dino was just over it and uh, just, he was, Stephen was balking a little bit too much at, you know, I guess what he was wanting. And so Dino just started shutting the money down. We had, it was a fun, it was a fun shoot. It really was. It sounds like, um, you know, everyone looking hot and miserable on the scenes. Uh, maybe that was uh, not all because of the acting. It sounds like maybe behind the scenes might have helped that a little bit too. <laughs> well, the fact that it was, uh, August in North Carolina, the uh, humidity was probably close to 96 or 97 percent, uh, and it was probably 98 degrees. So, yeah, the, the hot part and the miserable part wasn't hard to pull off. Uh, <laughs> even at night, it was kind of stuffy. Uh, and uh, then add to that, while we were filming, uh, Hurricane Gloria uh, blew through Wilmington. So that shut us down for a little bit. Um, and the, uh, it was, it was, it was just a, it was just a crazy time. Um, and you know, a a lot of friendships I've made on that film. I still have to this day. Uh, my buddy, Barry Bell, who is going to be with me down in Leland on the 19th. Uh, and then a couple guys who have passed. Uh, and then of course, uh, uh, Mr. Hendershot was played by uh, Pat Engel, and he he was a very very nice man. During the off times, we would go in. I would I would go knock on his trailer door if he wasn't busy, and if I knew he wasn't on, you know, too much on the schedule till after lunch or something. And I would go over and visit with him, and he would regale me with stories of uh, uh, his early years and uh, on, being on Broadway and Andy Griffith and Burl Ives. It was it was a great history, I mean, theater history lesson. You know, uh, and, and just a, just a nicer man you would not want to meet. I promise you. Awesome. Well, you know, of course it's become such a cult classic over the years and it seems maybe almost it's better that way. It's been, you know, all these years, people discovering the film and still loving it. And, you know, that opens up the doors for conventions, you know, and stuff like that, I guess as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And by the way, if, uh, anybody out there listening to this, uh, has a convention <laughs> um, in in the uh, greater Minnesota or uh, Midwest area that would uh, that could that could use a guy from Maximum Overdrive. 
please uh, check out my uh, check out my fan page on Facebook. It's uh, Pat Miller Joey from Maximum Overdrive, uh, and also have a, uh, a website which is uh, jpatrickmiller.com. And J. Patrick Miller is the name I had to use for Screen Actors Guild because somebody already had Pat Miller. So <laughs> imagine that my name being taken by somebody else before me. Yeah, that'd be great if uh, maybe we could see you around the, these parts here. I know we have a lot of uh, horror conventions and stuff around the Twin Cities. So, you know, maybe something will work out. Great. That'd be great. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple of friends that live up in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. And uh, what's that, about an hour or so from where you guys are? Uh, yeah, just about an hour north. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that uh, – yeah, I love the Midwest. I honestly do. Um it, it's the people are so nice and, uh, um, it's just, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing part of the country. I mean, I think maybe, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, the more, uh, real, uh, parts of the country actually. Well, we appreciate you saying that. Uh, yeah, I'll see. No, you. I mean, I like it. I mean, I really do. A lot sure. of the comics that I used to hang out with from the Midwest, uh, were just decent, solid people. And, uh, and I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I've read that uh, coming up, there's going to be actually a screening of Maximum Overdrive uh, June 19th, I think, and, and that's supposed to be um, at the original place where the movie was shot. Can you tell the listeners uh, a bit about that? Basically, we are going to go back to the uh, original set uh, in Leland, North Carolina, for where the Dixie Boy used to stand before it was blown up in the film. And uh, they're going to show the movie on the set, which I think is just a great idea. Um, the last I checked in February, it had sold out, uh, but with the stipulation that due to uh, COVID restrictions, they were limited to, I think it was 150 or 200 people. Um, uh, and with things hopefully getting more freed up, there might be still tickets available to that deal. Uh, but, uh, that, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, myself and another cast, uh, cast member who's a very very dear friend of mine uh barry bell who played uh, steve gaten another one of the uh, pump jockeys is if you will uh are, are both and i are going to be down there uh, signing autographs and uh, i've got some t-shirts and uh, a few things like that to uh, to hawk to the uh, fans so to speak Awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun again uh, coming up on June 19th. And, you know, it's great you guys got the original uh, shooting place for Maximum Overdrive. It's great that, you know, it still exists and it's still out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a vacant lot, but it, that's funny. You know, it's we shot that movie, what, 30, let's see, 85. So we're talking 36 years ago. We shot it coming up on the 35th anniversary. It's released in July. Uh, oh, and the June 19th date, let me, this guy is genius, this Kenny guy. Um, that that does onset onset cinema. He looked at the movie and saw in the opening scroll, you know, there on June nineteenth, blah blah blah, the Rhea M comet, you know, all that whole, you know, the the uh, epilogue thing there. Uh, so he picked June nineteenth, and it happened to be on a Saturday this year. So that's kind of cool for the you know the hardcore maximum overdrive fans. Definitely. Well, Pat, I know uh, besides uh, Maximum Overdrive, uh, and again, you'll be uh, at a screening of that coming up on June 19th, and all the details are on your Facebook page. And You know, you've had a chance right. to work with, uh, you know, some other, you know, Schwarzenegger, obviously, and Raw Deal, and I know David right. Lynch and, and Blue Velvet. 
I, I mean, are yeah. you are you open to more acting down the road, or is comedy oh, kind of your main? Absolutely, absolutely. If it were ever to come about, I mean, the whole the whole industry has changed the way things are auditioned now. I mean, um, and, and I'm uh, uh, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. I am uh, currently sixty one years old, uh, which uh, may not sound like that old to some folks, but uh, it's it's not the age so much as it is the miles on the odometer for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm reminded of a lyric of a country song. Uh, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd take better care of myself. But uh, the acting thing has just changed. The audition process is you send in a, a clip of uh, on on your iPhone or whatever, and uh, uh, I just don't I just don't understand how the business works. So. But uh, I am not opposed, and if uh, if they ever do a remake, which they've talked about it two or three times, of uh, Maximum Overdrive, the latest remake story is that Joe Hill, who is uh, Stephen King's oldest son, uh, wanted to do it over. And I would love I would love to have some sort of a role, if not just a cameo or something, in that one as well. Uh, that that would be that would be the crazy you know that would be the crazy icing on the cake for me to do that and the uh, uh can i mention david lynch just briefly can we can we talk about david lynch just oh a certainly okay one of the nicest guys in in the the directing end of things uh i got i'm in the deleted scenes uh, and oddly enough i played a stand-up comedian in this movie in blue velvet I was Isabella Rossellini's opening act at the Slow Club. Okay. And uh, the scene was cut. But if you can go on the deleted scenes on YouTube, I think it's about the 7 or 7.30 mark on the running, uh, you know, a little running time on the bottom of the, of the video there. Um, and you can see, you can see some uh, really, really bad stand-up but that's what he wanted. And, uh, uh, he said, here, uh, we go, we're going to rehearse. It was, uh, it was myself, a guitarist and a drummer and a lady who was a fantastic belly dancer. And you set the scene like this. I would tell a joke. The drummer would do a rim shot. The guitarist would start playing blue velvet. And then the belly dancer would, uh, dance across the stage. You know, typical David Lynch, you know, yeah. <laughs> odd, odd, oddball kind of stuff, right? And uh, unfortunately, it didn't make the film because it it was a it was uh, it was a lot of uh, it's a lot of footage, uh, you know, that were that was cut. And uh, I don't feel so bad because uh, Megan Mullally was also in that movie, okay. and uh, she ended up on the cutting room floor too. You know, from uh, Karen from Will and Grace. Sure. Okay. And, uh, the, but the nicest thing was, uh, David Lynch sent me a thank you note and a, uh, a pen, a lapel pen, which you like, uh, we had a clip on the back of it and it said blue velvet, you know, the blue velvet, you know, the pen. And he said, uh, thank you. Sorry. You didn't make, uh, you didn't make the final cut blue velvet forever, David Lynch. And I mean, I never got anything like that. So, I mean, he's just a very very class guy you know sure wonderful guy um and then when i met schwarzenegger uh i'll just tell you quickly about him if, if, if that's okay yeah, no that's fine that's great okay all right um 
because I do. I, you, if you haven't noticed, I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I met Arnold Schwarzenegger briefly uh, because our, my, the scene I was in Raw Deal, um, I was in drag, and uh, I played a uh, bartender at this uh, at this gay bar. And the scene I had was with Robert Davi and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I didn't I didn't interact with with Arnold much, but uh, it was it was a it was a fun role, and I worked really hard to get that. Uh, I actually had to convince the casting people that you know I could do that role, so I went and had I hired somebody to do my makeup, you know, as a woman, you know, and had a, I got a wig and uh, they ended up using my actual hair in the movie. Um, and I sent them pictures, uh, back to the casting director and, and he sent them to the director and I got, I got it that way, awesome. uh, but I did not want to become, uh, as so easily is done in this business. I didn't want, want to become typecast, you know, uh, as the, uh, as the Southern goober, <laughs> which was uh, pretty much, uh, was Joe. Joey. Sure. I want to tell you one interesting story. If I, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how much, uh, freedom I have, but I'll try to, I'll try to clean this up as much as possible okay. for, so I won't offend any viewers. Uh, maximum overdrive had a lot of accidents on it. Uh, the director of, uh, the cinematographer had lost an eye because they didn't take the blades out of the lawnmower and a piece of wood flung out of the lawnmower and caught him in the eye. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was pretty, it was pretty graphic stuff. And uh, I had a, not a similar thing, but I had an accident as well. Uh, when the happy toys truck is fueling up and, uh, then it pulls off and I said, Hey, you ain't full yet. I don't know if you remember that scene or not, yeah, but yeah. anyway, uh, as the things pull it out, the hose is supposed to pull out of the back of the, of the big squeeze handle. And then the handle and the nozzle are supposed to drive off with the truck. Well, due to the heat or something, the glue they were using set up harder and to where it didn't, the hose didn't pull out. And when the truck pulled off, the nozzle part of the handle snapped off down into the tank. And the handle, that heavy part, you know, where you squeeze to, you know, the gasoline out or the fuel, diesel fuel out, came flying back at me. Yeah. It did not hit me. It did not hit me anywhere that uh, you would you would have wished it would have hit me. Uh, <laughs> but let me put it this way. Uh, when it did hit me, I immediately dropped to the ground. Oh, man. And I, I sounded like Mickey Mouse for about two days. Yikes. It was, uh, ha, ha, you know, yeah, not, not good. <laughs> Suffering for your art. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Suffering for my art. That's a good one, Dustin. <laughs> You're a funny guy. I like that. Well, Pat, it's been great speaking with you. I know you've got a lot of cool stuff on your website, jpatrickmiller.com. you got shirts and you know, autographs, right. a lot of Much. cool stuff for the fans. So hopefully they'll yeah. get a chance to check some of that got, stuff out. I've got the T-shirts. Uh, they have they have my face on the back. They have the Dixie Boy logo on the front. Uh, and you're going to get us an awful lot of trouble, man. Is the is the It's a cartoon. like uh, It looks like a Lichtenstein painting kind of. Uh, it was, it was very artfully done by a good friend of mine. I'll give him a plug, Steve Curtis. Uh, he's, he, he helps me a lot with the artistic stuff. And, um, also I have, uh, ceramic mugs from the Dixie boy. Uh, it's, uh, 
uh, it's got uh, it's got a little couple little in jokes on the on the printing there. It's uh, shower supplies, com- sh- hot shower su- uh, supply, and comet survival gear. Uh, and then uh, at the bottom it says everything we've got everything, which is a play on words of what I said. My character was asked what all uh, Hendershot had down in the basement. He said everything. He's got everything. Sure. So sure. everything we've got everything. And uh, <laughs> then I've got the autographs, which is an actual uh, movie still, uh, that was taken, you know, promotional still that was taken by, um, the actual set photographer. And I got permission to use that and autograph those, um, got some other things maybe coming out in the near future. Uh, I've got a really cool, uh, poster, um, uh, poster size thing, uh, that as soon as I figure out how to ship it, <laughs> I'll put that on my <laughs> website, but right now it's, it's convention only. Right. Uh, because I don't know how I can't afford, I can't, I can't figure out how to affordably ship it to people without charging, you know, too much money for it. Sure. Excellent. Pat, I am a huge fan of yours and it's been great speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Well, let me, let me ask you one other quick question, buddy. <laughs> okay. Has anybody ever referenced your name to a, a Kansas song? Oh, sure. Dust in the wind. I've gotten that since I was a little kid. I figured as much. Yep. I, I knew it wasn't. See, I've never had an original thought. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's just uh, kind of the cards I've been dealt. Dust in the wind, uh, dusty roads, um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, over the years, that's the oh, that's the, the go to. The big dust. Yep. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> that's yeah. right. My favorite, my favorite wrestler of all time, the big <laughs> dust, dusty roads. Well, Pat, again, thank you so much for speaking with me, and um, hopefully, we can see you around. Uh, the Twin Cities yeah. here. We'll get you at a convention or something. Yeah, I hope. I'd, I'd love to be up in a convention in that area or anywhere in the Midwest. Anybody happen to hear this thing? Um, you know, I've got uh, nothing booked out that way, so I will uh, be. I, I have uh, have uh, autograph and uh, uh, merch, and will travel. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot. Hey, Dad. It's a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much. You're a really great guy. Appreciate your time. All right, I appreciate yours. Thank you. Thank you. And again, that was actor-comedian Pat Miller as we celebrate the 35th anniversary of Maximum Overdrive. And again, he'll be at a screening of Maximum Overdrive coming up on June 19th. All the details will be on Pat Miller's Facebook page, Joey from Maximum Overdrive.
Hi, this is Kelly Maroney from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Night of the Comet, and Chopping Mall, and you're listening to The Five Count. Yay!
Hi, this is Barry Goodrow, formerly of the band Boston, and you're listening to The Five Count.
There you have it, Ton. We're back. There it was. Sink the pink. That's what I always say. <laughs> Me too, man. I try to say it daily. That was uh, side B of Who Made Who. 35th anniversary this week. ACDC's Who Made Who. The soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive, starring Pat Miller, who we just spoke with, now Five Count alumnus Pat Miller. Great album, great film, great dude. I don't think you can get much better than that. I was pretty excited to find out that we could get Pat on the show. And the timing, it's like... Perfection. The stars aligned. Yes, they did. Like that music video with Ronnie James Dio (laughs) and Jeff Tate. Exactly like that video, yes. Who stood us up three non-consecutive occasions. Kind of weird. Jerk. Yeah, I agree. But not Pat Miller. Not Pat Miller. He is not a jerk, and it was awesome. Ton, we got a hotline update, a voicemail, a thing, a recording. A recording. Someone called the number and left something, and I got it for you. Just call it a voicemail. That's what it is. It's fine. Got confused there for a second. The five-count hotline, 507-519-2030. You could call and text it 24 hours a day. Got a message from Jerry Sunstroke. Oh, hello there. This is Jerry. Hello. That's Colin there. We're from Rochester. I just want to tell you how stoked I am when you guys played The Ultimate Sin by Ozzy Osbourne. I am not an Ozzy Osbourne fan by any means, but that album is unbelievable. The guitar solos, the songs, I mean, the song Killer of Giants alone is Thank God for the Bomb, Shot in the Dark. Oh, my God. I was just, I was laying up in my bed, getting ready, you know, to sleep, trying to, and all of a sudden that came on. Oh, my goodness. I remember I bought that album in Mankato at Face the Music. You know, I was like, why did I buy this? I just like, you know, little did I know I was holding gold. That's how an album should sound. That's how an album should rock. I just wanted to know that I appreciated that someone else appreciated it. So I have the CD in my hand as we speak. And I am going to listen to it all day at work because I need to get stoked. So stay stoked and we, <laughs> and here, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, news people. All right. See you guys later. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Man. Yes, dude. Yes. What a guy. Everybody just loves that Ozzy album. Dude, Jerry is so stoked, and I am just so here for it. I am here for him being stoked, and it makes me stoked. And thank you so much, Jerry Severe Sunstroke. He's extremely stroked. I mean, stoked. Dude, I appreciate those little stories. I don't remember the the music place he's talking about. I don't remember that place. What did he say it was? It was in Mankato. As a newsman, you ought to know these things. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that place. We need to talk to Jerry about that. Um. Also, it sounds to me like he's an Aussie fan. What is he trying to say? He's not an Aussie fan by any means, but yeah. he completely loves that album? Come on. Now. He was really making it a point to make it well known that he is not a fan. Except he is. Very obvious. You don't get that stoked over Killer of Giants if you're not an Aussie fan. I feel like you'd have to be an extra Aussie fan, like a little bit above the normal dude. To love a song like Killer of Giants or Thank God for the Bomb or Secret Loser. You'd have to be. You're like a plus level Ozzy fan. How do you like that? You like music of Ozzy's that he doesn't even like. You ousted yourself. That's ridiculous. You were trying to be cool by saying, hey, I don't like that guy, but 
now we all know that you actually yeah. really like like him. Just don't worry about it, Jerry. You can love Ozzy. We all know that you went to Janet Jackson. It's fine. That was a good show. On an unrelated note. I don't want to talk about it. Ton doesn't want to talk about that. Rubs me the wrong way. Ton, how do you feel uh, things were rubbing you, you know, like, uh, I don't know, roughly maybe 10 years ago? Dude, way better than they are now. Good, I was actually getting rubbed 10 well, years ago. Ton, let's uh, rub Not the anymore. old, uh, well, I don't know what you're rubbing over there, but I was going to say like the memory banks. Uh-huh. Because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. Yes. So let's uh, rub on over and see what was going on. Let's do it. May 21st, 2011. This was another two-hour extravaganza time. Man. This was, again, back when we only had a one-hour show, but for some reason, the show that was on before us, usually the Dirty Birds, or the Rascal DNA, or the other seven shows that used to be on, mm-hmm. that have now since bit the dust, Yeah, they don't show up all the time ten years ago, so we're like, hey, we'll do it. We're here for you. We'll do it. It's fine. Nobody ever said, hey, thanks. You guys really stepped up and saved the day. Yeah, nobody did do that ever. Nobody ever said, hey, thanks. If it weren't for you, uh, we would have had dead air all Sunday because I forgot to program the logs again. But you came in and fixed it and made sure that the region heard the true punks before they went to bed and saved the day. Nobody ever said that. Nobody's ever actually done that. You'd think we'd get used to it, but. Or you think we'd be over it. Yeah. Apparently I'm not. This is what happens when you go back 10 years in five-count history. So what else happened? Uh, it was packed with superstar power ton because we had two exclusive interviews. Get this. Uh, exclusive interview with Cenan Williams from Dengue Fever. Awesome. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, since then, we've had probably seven other interviews related to Dengue Fever. But I think this was the first one. Cool. You should check those guys out if you're unfamiliar. Maybe go to uh, thefivecount.com and find this show. It's on there. Guess what else? We had another interview with uh, a person who doesn't actually seem like it'd be a good pairing for the first interview, but what the hell? We did it anyway. Actor Keith Coogan. Whoa. Remember him? Yeah. Adventures in Babysitting. I remember this. Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dad. All tons favorite babysitting films starred Keith Coogan. It was really interesting. The dishes were done, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. That was a good show. It was. It's a good soundtrack, too. Adventures in Babysitting. Also, his uh, grandfather was Jackie Coogan. Uncle Fester. Which is crazy, yeah. Think about that. Think about it. Just give. Just stop and think about it. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> that was 10 years ago in five-count history. That's great. Two interviews on one show. Sounds like a great show. Well, you know what, Ton? It's uh, still happening, actually. The show, I mean. Yeah. Ten years later, it's still on the air, if you can believe that. Here we are. And it's happening right now. That's amazing. But now we're on at 9 o'clock on Saturdays. We started out at 11, and then somehow after about 10 years or so, made our way back to about 10 o'clock. Now we're at 9 o'clock. Yeah. I tried real hard to get even earlier in the day and possibly a different day. And general manager of KMSU, Dwayne McGaw, said, no dice. No dice. So here we are. Ton's not upset or anything. No. It's fine. I mean, it seems completely and totally ridiculous, but whatever. You mean because of the ratings juggernaut? 
that this show could potentially become. Yeah. If it were just placed in the right spot. Exactly. Like, you don't put The Simpsons or Seinfeld or Friends or whatever on a Saturday at midnight. No. You put that on in primetime, baby. Primetime. Right after a Wheel of Fortune. We're a primetime couple of dudes, is what I'm saying. Well, I say we wait another 10 years or so, and then we go back and demand that some changes are made. After 10 more years? Yeah. Wow. bide your time, Ton. Play it cool. It's the only way you know how to play it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not loud enough, but (laughs) some other guy in the back yelled, oh, yeah. Mm. Ton, we got time for another song or three if you're interested in that sort of thing. I am totally interested. We just heard the entire album of Who Made Who, ACDC's soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive, both celebrating their 35th anniversary this year. Wow. Love this idea. Shake your foundations, Ton. Do it. I intend to. Pat Miller was on the program. He's online, too. Uh, JPatrickMiller.com, I believe, is his website handle. Awesome. We'll put a link to it on our site. I got a new song from uh, a guy named Dylan Schultz. Used to do a program up here called The Curfew. Yeah. Now he lives in Brooklyn, and he's a big shot. Is he still Swamp Boots? I, I think so, but now he's got a new musical combo called lie about lie about and there's a new album on uh, band camp cool called demo 2021 i love this idea we've got the uh single i'm gonna say i don't know if it's a single or not but we've got it we're gonna play it let's play it from lie about here it is Oh 
Make your body jerk. Make it throw your hands up in the air. Shake your booty 
Iton, welcome back. Oh, yeah. Jam on it. That's what Ton always says. I do. Welcome back to the five count. Here we are. Ton was going into some major in-depth discussions. He always does that during the music. And then we get back on the air. He's like, uh, hey. Well, if I go that deep on air, I think everybody <laughs> would turn it off. Man, or I, they would disagree with me and they would cause some kind of big uproar. We need to have a from the desk of Justin Tun Klein segment. We need to do that again. Maybe we need to do that on a different, uh, maybe on <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. Because it gets real intense. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. You know what's interesting, Ton? Uh, While the show's over, that's the sad part, but you can still celebrate the 35th anniversary of Maximum Overdrive and ACDC's Who Made Who, which was the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive. Really good. Pat Miller was on the program. He's on Facebook. Pat Miller, Joey from Maximum Overdrive, I think is the name of his Facebook page. Check it out. He's an awesome dude. He's got some, uh, some merch. Get some merch. Get some of that merch. Get a coffee mug or a shirt or something. I think he might be even on Cameo. Just support a guy. Everything. He's got everything. God, what a great movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. I love that movie. You want to know the biggest thing that I miss about my Scion XB? Is just being able to cruise around and watch Maximum Overdrive. Ah, oh, The Mercedes has a DVD player in it. And it will play the DVD, but the whole time it's got a blank, a blank black screen and says like, Whoom, like wuss warning message. And it's not until I actually park and you have to put it into park that it will show the video. Man, only panty wastes keep their eyes on the road. I, it's, I don't know, man. That's too bad. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not a total loss ton because as I mentioned, we have all sorts of fun stuff happening uh, online. Even when the show's over, the fun doesn't have to end. We're on the fivecount.com. There's like 500 old episodes you can find there. We're on YouTube where there's all sorts of uh, extra stuff on there. A lot of it uh, doesn't even make it onto this show. Lots of it. Like the five count co-op. Yeah, man. That's our new uh, YouTube show, which isn't actually new. It's almost two years old. Yeah, it's almost two years old, but it's totally awesome. We play video games on there. In particular, it's been NES games, but we might be branching out very soon. And if you join us on Patreon, you get early access to all that stuff. Also, you get the five count at the movies, which is totally awesome. Watch us watching a sweet movie called Bikini Shop, and there's going to be another one coming out very soon. There's like six or seven. There's a bunch of ninja movies and there's like robots. And I think this next one we're going to watch might be uh, a little extreme. So maybe don't let the kids watch it. A little bit extreme. Actually, if your kids don't join us on Patreon and send us the $1 a month, they better not be watching it. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. This ain't just like $1 per car, per car load, or yeah. per family. Don't be cheating the system. <laughs> don't be cheating. <laughs> Oh, man. Ton, uh, you could go to Lori Dawn Ceramics and get the five-count medallion. I should do that. All sorts of stuff on there. Perfect for Father's Day shopping. It's your one-stop Father's Day shopping spot. It really is. You should check it out and do it soon. And I think we're pretty much almost finished with the show for tonight. Are we really? Well, you know, it's uh, it's only a two-hour show, I'm afraid, Ton. Wow. And then the True Punks come up. Remember those guys? They yeah. do electro. 
I do remember them. Well, they're still alive and still thriving. Do they still wear leather pants and white wife beaters? Just um, like to yard sales and stuff? No, they wear no pants and they wear the white wife beaters, but they tie them around their waist. Really? So that's, picture that. That's a really interesting change. Picture it. I am picturing it right now. Thank you. Do they still go to yard sales like that? Ton, I've never met them before. I don't know. Do you remember when we saw the one True Punk, though, at a garage sale, literally, and he had, like, really tight pants and a wife beater that was also really tight, and then, like, this long, wavy hair, and he's just around there, like, yeah, I'm just looking for coffee mugs and, Tongue. and a good time. Do I remember it? I see it every time I close my eyes. Yeah, dude. It was ridiculous. I can't stop remembering it. I was like, what are you doing here, dude? Oh, boy. You obviously look like you should be just roaming the desert, but somehow you have like 16 chicks around you right now. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Not to us, but. Uh, sounds like he just, it's, he looks like he makes that noise constantly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Tom, that's it. It's been a great show. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, just check us out on thefivecount.com. And uh, we've got a bonus show coming up in a couple weeks, only on Patreon, because it's our anniversary show coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So get ready, Tom. Lots of content. So much content, you'll puke in your soup. Can't wait. Well, you'll have to wait until next Saturday. But thank you so much for joining us. And we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful evening.